This is episode 260 on July 5th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and just about anything else that jumps into our heads. I'm Matt Hoffman. And I'm Greg McMillan. Hey, Greg. So uh, it's just you and I tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Both... Uh, Dave and Joe had some stuff pop up at the last minute, and uh, we decided to take the helm and run with this and see what kind of crazy havoc we could create here. Yeah, we'll see if we can keep the train on the tracks. No, I'm pretty sure we'll do all right. So how you doing, dude? <laughs> Not too bad. Um, really, uh, you know what? As a Canadian, I don't know about you, but all we ever talk about is the weather. <laughs> That's something that that's something that I've noticed over the last few months uh, as being a co-host on this show. Every week I bring up the weather. So this week I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it has been hot as Hades up here. We have been. I think one day on the. I think on Sunday last this past weekend. I think we actually hit about 105. Oh my goodness! So it was brutally hot, and we've had so such a dry summer. I've cut my grass once probably in the last seven or eight weeks. Oh my gosh. Wow. I wish oh, yeah. I it's, it's kind of what it's I brown. That <laughs> oh, yeah, is not the yeah. situation here in Ohio. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm yeah. only like, a, like literally like a few hours South of you. Yeah. Huh? What is it? About a five hour drive? Yeah. Something like that. Or no, it'll be more than that. About seven, about seven hours. Yeah. Cause the, that silly lake with no bridges over it. Yeah. With Cleveland right on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's crazy, man. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been a crazy hot week here too in Ohio. Um, you know, the weekend was hot and, uh, yesterday was our, uh, independence day, 4th of July. Um, and we just pretty much spent the day just sweltering. It was so, so hot. Yeah, just miserable. I kind of now. Is your heat humid? Like, do you get a lot of humidity? Yeah, yeah. Because we it's, we get a lot of humidity here. Yeah, we call it muggy. It's really muggy outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what we call it too. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, I can tolerate um, it. Like when we get a good thunderstorm, like like today, actually, like right around five thirty or so, like a just a whopper of a storm rolled through. It was good. It hammered down rain for like a solid half hour or more. It was awesome. Hmm. And did it just kind of soak into the ground and disappear? Yeah. I mean, it, it, cause we had a, we had a day. It lingered for a bit, like after the heavy rain was done, then there was kind of like, I don't know, an hour or two of like drizzly rain. Um, but yeah, Wow, when it hit, man, I mean, you could see it coming too, and it was just this wall of just ominously dark clouds, and then there was some crazy wind. I mean, there was like branches blowing off trees and stuff, and just pelting rain, yeah. crazy rain. Wow. Well, we need we need rain here. We had a day of rain, 
And I, when I say a day of rain, I mean, it kind of rained on and off all day. Um, didn't have a real heavy downpour, but as soon as it was finished and, and blown over, the ground was just as dry as it was before it started. And I mean, it, it didn't take any more than an hour for the streets to dry up. It was, it wow. was just ridiculous. But um, I, I wanted to ask you, so on Sunday, July 1st in Canada, that's our nation's birthday. So that's Canada Day. And you have July the 4th, which is yesterday at the time of this recording. Um, did you shoot any fireworks? Uh, like, did I photograph any? Um, yeah, yeah, yes, but not on July 4th. I did it on July 3rd and not with my iPhone. Yeah, I had the best of oh, intentions. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think in the tiny shutter Facebook group, I posted a picture before the fireworks went off. And what I did was I went to uh, downtown in the, the town I live, Canton and went up to the top of a parking garage and the uh, fireworks were being shot off at a park that's like just a little tiny bit outside of downtown. So it wasn't like really far away. And um, so I, I went down there. I had this one parking garage in mind, but when I got there, there was like a whole ton of people on the top deck. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, I'm going to go over to this other parking garage instead. So I went there and there was like, five people up there right oh nice so i i set up my camera and i'm standing there and i'm waiting i'm waiting and then i started thinking all right like i know the general direction that these fireworks are going to be in but i actually don't know exactly where they're going to like pop up from behind the, the buildings and i started looking at this one building across the street and I'm like that's a big building I wonder if the fireworks are even going to get above that if they're behind that so then it occurred to me that I have this app called the photographer's ephemeris yes right and it's an app that it lives on my phone but I don't really ever use it mostly because I just haven't really taken the time to learn how to use it it's kind of a intimidating app in my opinion yeah. Right. Yeah. I know the one you mean. I have one similar to it, but yeah. What do you have, like photo pills or something? No, I think it's called Planet. Okay. P L A N I T. Gotcha. And it works very, very much the same way. So if anyone doesn't know what these apps are, it's uh, an app that's it's built pretty much specifically for photographers. And it's essentially it's just a map. And you could put a pin in a location and it'll kind of show you like where sunrise sunset's going to be or moonrise or moonset. And you can kind of drill into this map and you can kind of see, um, at that location, like the exact time that the moon or the sun or whatever is going to be like on the horizon or just above the horizon. And it can account for things like mountains and stuff like that. Um, so it, a lot of like professional landscape photographers use an app like either that app or an app similar to that to help them plan their shoots so that they could be, you know, in a location um, with the best light or maybe the light that they're looking for is only going to happen like on a certain day at a certain time. And the app can help them plan for that. So in any case, I was like, you know what, I'm going to like 
you know, I know where the fireworks are coming from. So I'm going to see, you know, based on my location, am I even, do I even have the camera pointed in the right direction? And I was probably about 10 degrees off from where I had my camera pointed. Uh-huh. So I kind of readjusted. That's a good guess. Yeah. But it turned out it was like this big building and I'm like, crap, I don't think, I don't think the fireworks are going to come up above this building. I really don't. So I packed up and there was this couple that was like sitting near where I was set up and they're just kind of looking at me and I turned to them and I said, I don't think this is a good spot. I don't think you're going to see any fireworks. And then I decided to just hang out and just, check it out for like a minute. I thought I'll just see like when the first few go up, you know, I'll I'll at least be able to kind of tell, but if you can't really see them, I'm going to just run somewhere else, try to set up quick. And uh, it turned out they did get above the building. And what I couldn't tell when it was dark was that the building had an American flag on top, like a little flagpole with an American flag. And these fireworks Mm -hmm. were like exploding, like right, behind this American flag. So with my Sony camera, I was able to like zoom in and um, not like super zoom or anything. I got like some of the top of this building in the picture, but you know, you could see the American flag plain as day and then the fireworks exploding behind it. And I was like, I don't think I could get any more lucky than that. I mean, that is like <laughs> yeah. that as American as it gets right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, 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 took yeah, that's a, cool. I took a few shots. I didn't stay for the whole show because, I mean, once you got a few, you kind of got them. Yeah. And uh, and then also, like, once, once more than, like, a handful go off, there's, like, too much smoke, and I don't like the way the pictures turn out then. So, yeah. you know, I, I got a bunch and I did set the phone up, but it was too far away. Like it, it didn't show up really good. And I thought about, um, maybe trying to get closer, but it's just like, it was, you know, 1030 at night and it's pretty dark and I don't know. I just didn't like the way it looked. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I didn't bother going to the uh, local fireworks display here because, Every year, it's the same thing. And last year was Canada's 150th birthday, and I thought for sure they'd put something, you know, a little more spectacular into it. And it was the same thing again. So I thought, that's that's it. I'm done. I've photographed them probably three or four, maybe five times over the, you know, over the years, and I'm just getting the same pictures. So even 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 if I try a different location you know different angle whatever uh it, it's still the same thing so i've pretty much given up on that and i did we didn't even leave the house i didn't even go down so, yeah i um you know i feel pretty good about my if i had to like put together a portfolio of firework pictures I, i've got it covered i don't like really oh, feel nice. the need i guess to uh really photograph them much anymore. I, I wanted to this year just because I feel like I haven't been taking a lot of pictures and, you know, it's just a good excuse to get out of the house and photograph something. Um, and yeah. actually, uh, th- this could probably end up being another segment of our show here, but probably going to go to a show on Saturday night. Um, I got to try to figure out a way for my son to like, 
stay up that late. <laughs> so I had to force him to take a nap or something, but he was all bummed out this morning because we didn't uh, go see fireworks last night because he fell asleep. Oh yeah. Um, so we're going to go Saturday. And what I'm hoping is that we get like relatively close to where the fireworks are going to shoot off. Cause I want to get video of the fireworks with the iPhone and I want to get, get it so that the video uh, or at least the fireworks exploding kind of fill the frame of the video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. So I don't know about the app store up there in Canada or really anywhere else in the world, but yesterday in the um, today tab of the app store where they have all their little write-ups on different apps and stuff like that, they had a, um, a how-to, and it was titled, uh, Make Your Fireworks Photos Pop. And the, the funny thing is that it really kind of had nothing to do with taking photos of fireworks, but it was more about shooting video of fireworks. And I mentioned three apps in this little article. And the first one, it's an app called Kira Kira Plus. So like Kira spelled K R. K-I-R-A, Kira Kira Plus, the plus sign. And and what it does is it adds a glimmering, like, sparkle effect to, like, whatever, whatever you shoot. It doesn't have to be fireworks. But they have, like, a little example video of, like, the effects from this app, like, added to fireworks. And I think it looks really, really cool. So I'm, like, super psyched on it. I want to try it so bad. Yeah. And, and um... And then they mention an app called Cinemagraph Pro. Yes, I have that. And um, yeah, so that's the kind of a similar effect to Plotograph, except it's using video instead of um, yeah, instead of a, a still photo. But basically, it's it's I think it's a nicer effect because it because it is video, so you're not getting like a strange you know, movement to stuff or whatever. Yeah. Basically you could, you could freeze video and then just have like one aspect of the video moving. And to be honest with you, the example they use there, they have, you know, the, the phone on a tripod and they, you know, you're seeing this kind of broad scene. looks like maybe it's in DC or something. There's like the Potomac river and I can't really tell maybe the, Jefferson Memorial or something in Washington D.C. and the fireworks are going off. Yeah, that, that is what it is. It's oh, Washington yeah. D.C. Mm-hmm. So everything's still, except for the firework explosions. But it would kind of look like that anyway. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it would. So I, I didn't think that was a very good example. And then they had um, one other app. It was called Hyperspective. And, and, and you guys can just go in the app store and, and check out this article. I don't feel like spelling this, but um, it creates these like, well, the way they describe it is trippy, cyberdelic video effects reminiscent of 90s MTV. Hmm. And uh, the, the little video that they have of it is pretty cool. It kind of almost looks like, like he took fireworks and exploded them in a kaleidoscope. Oh, neat. It's, yeah, it's pretty neat. But the one I'm most excited about is this Kira Kira Plus. Like I really, really want to get some good video of the fireworks and apply the effect because it, 
I just think it looks so neat. It was just really different. Yeah. So hopefully that happens this weekend. Yeah, that'd be cool if it did. I'd be, I'd, yeah. I'd really be uh, curious to see some of the video and 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 how it comes out on the iPhone. Yeah, you know where I'll post that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you would, you, would you? Eh? You could say it. IGTV. You betcha. Yeah. Would you? Um. Would you do it in slow mo? Um. I didn't think of that. That could be intriguing. Yeah. You know what? For you, yes. Oh, righty. Yeah. Okay, now now I'm anxious to see it. Really yeah. anxious. Yeah. Well, hopefully it all works out. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, all right, I guess we should move on a little bit here. It's probably enough about fireworks, especially if you live somewhere that's not really celebrating anything right now. But, um, yeah, so we don't have Dave on the show. We don't have Joe on the show. And, um, it's kind of a bummer because Dave wanted to talk about, uh, he wanted to talk about apps and he wanted to talk about because next week is the, the 10 year anniversary of the app store, which is pretty cool. And he wanted to talk about, um, I think the way he put it was apps that, uh, that we can't live without or, or indispensable or how did he put it? We, we, something that we really rely on. I think he said, Oh yeah. Yeah. So and, let me um, just play this. Let me, let me play this first. Focus point. There we go. So <laughs> we really like that idea for a topic and we also really want Dave to be here to, uh, you know, to talk about it with us since it was his idea. But Greg and I were talking and there's so many apps that we love, like so many that we just thought, let's just get a head start on it and mention a few today, you know, and then next week we can get down to the ones that we really can't live without. I think today, Greg, we'll, me and you, we'll just mention a few that we really like, that we really love, that will be photo related. That sounds good. Cool. So, um, I guess I'll, I'll go first, if that's okay with you. Sure. Okay. All right. So, I think if if I really look at like all the the apps on my phone that are photo related, and it's like a boatload. I've obviously <laughs> like a ton, right? If if I really had to pick like one app to like, if someone said, you got to get rid of all these apps, you know, or we're going to take your iPhone away, but you can keep one that's photo related. I think I would keep Instagram. Really? Is that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I would keep Instagram. You know what? It's, it's gotta be up there for me too. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you go ahead, and then I'll I'll tell you why I I, I like it too. Well, well, so I'm kind of being a little bit sneaky about this, right? So let's say I was in that hypothetical situation. My my first thought when I started thinking about this was like, well, obviously it's going to be like some like an editor or a camera app or something, 
you know, like maybe, yeah, you know, something like camera plus or something where you could take a picture and edit the picture. But then what do I do with it? I started thinking about Instagram. I can do everything from Instagram. You could take a picture with it. You can edit a picture with it. And I've said this on the show before. If you haven't tried Instagram's editing tools, you should. They're really, really good. Yeah. And then obviously you could share the picture to Instagram. So I'm set. I'm set with Instagram. Yeah. It, it's um, for, for me, what I really like about it the most, I think if there was anything about Instagram that I liked, I think what it would be is the inspiration I get from looking at other people's work. Yes. And that was going to be like my other reason too, for keeping yeah. it. Like if I just had a editing app, well, whatever. I mean, that's great, but there's nothing for else for me to look at, you know, at least with Instagram, I can browse and see what other people are doing. And, and yeah, like you said, get inspired and, yeah, you know, find out about cool places to visit and see cool pictures and maybe some new compositions I never thought of and stuff like that. And yeah, I think, yeah. I don't even know where I would go from here to tell you the truth. Like, I don't even know. Instagram is like, that's, that's the app for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, uh, you know, it's a Facebook product. So, I mean, if there's going to be anything negative about it for me, that would be it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy where if I really, really like it and I really, really want to use it, I'll overlook that. So I'll, I'll overlook the, uh, you know, the, all the legal crap that goes along with it. Um, just, just because it's, I go to it every day. Yeah. So it's, it's multiple times. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, so would that be like your number one pick? Um, number one pick for me, I think, would be Halide. Um, as much as I like Instagram for taking pictures, or, or for, sorry, as much as I like Instagram for looking at pictures and getting inspired, I really like Halide for taking the photos. Uh, you know, there's no editor. There's, um, it's, it's just a camera, you know, but it's so, I, I think it's so well designed and it, it has the, um, the ability to capture depth images like portrait mode. It has the ability to shoot raw files. You can, um, you can shoot JPEG or HEAF, which is the high efficiency, uh, image format. And now there's no video in it, but it's a photography app, right? It's a, it's a photo taking app. So I just, it's, um, it's in the bottom four, like that. I call it the home row of my iPhone and it's been there for quite a while. And, you know, other, other camera apps have come and gone. Well, I mean, come along, I guess you could say, but none of them have been able to replace it yet. It's, uh, it's, so, it's you know, my favorite. I think I'm going to have to agree with you as well. I, I mean, I really can't discount Halide because it's in my home row also. And it, and it's, it's been there for yeah pretty much since it 
was first released, like I, I took to it like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It- and, and to be honest with you, now I can't even remember what I was shooting with mostly before that. Well, you were using camera plus, weren't you? No. Or I was it pro camera? camera plus. Pro camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Pro camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I used yeah. to use pro camera a lot too, but Boy, oh boy, this halide, it's, it's so well designed and, and just so nice to use. And it's snappy. Like it's really fast. We're very responsive. You know, some camera apps, you, you tap the button to take the picture and you know, it, it takes like, I mean, talk about problems here. It takes like a half a second maybe to take the picture, but with halide, it's instant. You hit that button and bang, it takes the picture right away. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Halide is great. I mean, I was just looking through like some of the other like camera apps I have that are similar, and they're really good. I don't, I don't know why I don't like use them instead. I mean, there's just something about Halide. I just think it's a really nice user interface, and yeah, like you said, it's pretty snappy. Um. You know, but there's other good camera apps like ProCam, ProCamera. Um, probably those two I, I would be the other two that I would really recommend. Camera uh, M was pretty good. I have that on my you phone. Know, I don't remember yeah. anything about it, but I have it. It's fairly new, but I thought it was it was well made. Uh, it, but again, it's just not halide. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to, no. I'm going to pick one more mm-hmm. and uh, I'll let you do that too. And see that this is so hard because there's so many. And I think this is probably predictable. I think it's going to have to be end light. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have to be end light. I thought about picking Snapseed, but, and Snapseed was my editor of choice for, for a long time, but it also has not been my editor of choice for probably almost as an equally long time. Um, yeah. And light kind of swooped in and unseated Snapseed for me. And I think the thing of it is that, um, I liked a lot of the filters in Enlight better than than anything that Snapseed had. Uh, I like the fact that you could kind of like technically like layer like two pictures on top of each other if you wanted to with the mixer tool. Um, you know, so I would yeah. if I was like combining different exposures or whatever, layer the pictures and use the eraser tool you know, to erase part of the layer to blend yep. them together. And that, that always seemed to work really well. Um, yeah. It, it's a very powerful app when, when you come to, you know, when you talk about stuff like that. It, yeah, it really is. And I, I just think it, like it handles raw really well. Um, like, it, I don't know, it just does a really good job with like highlights, shadows. You know, I have some other apps that are, like a little bit more specific for handling raw, but I, um, 
you know what? I'm trying to remember now. There was one app that I was just using recently to to do a raw. You know what? It was ultralight, and it, oh yeah, it was not good. It was just like making the highlights look like mud. If I was like trying to tone down the highlights, it would like I don't oh, know, wow. kind of make them look like gray. It was really strange, and um, you know, and then if you boosted the shadows the picture ended up just looking like washed out instead of just having like more detail in the shadows it was almost like it like toned down the contrast and like washed out like the whole picture and and i was like yeah it's just no good so you know i stopped using ultralight like right away and um you know so yeah i still use nlight a lot but I use other apps now probably more. <laughs> like there's, you know, yeah. I kind of jump around with different stuff just to see what's going to work the best. Like there's an app called Raw Power that I really like for editing raw. Um, I use Polar like a ton now, and I love it because it has an extension yeah. in the Photos app. And I just like editing that way now because I don't have to make another copy of the of the picture when I'm done editing. You know, like with Nlight, when you save, it's another copy of the the picture in your camera roll. And right you know, with these extensions, and you save, it's um, non destructive. So if you decide you don't like what you did, right. you could revert back to the original, and that that's to me that's the way to go. You know, yeah. So oh yeah not loading up your camera roll with just all these copies of your pictures. So I've been, I've been editing like that for kind of a while now. And I just, I really like it. You will likely get a real kick out of iOS 12 then when it comes out, because, um, you know, you could start in the photos app with a raw file now, like I mentioned last week. And now, that being said, I don't know um, if that, you, you know, if you take that, you know, I should just try it while I'm t- trying to talk here. Um, if you take that uh, raw file uh, into, let me see if I can find a raw file here, uh, and you open it up with an extension, will you have better editing functionality in something that you've, Okay, here's one. Uh, I'm going to try to open an extension that has raw capability, like raw editing. Um, Okay. Polar does raw editing, right? It does, Does, yeah, and it does it really well. Okay, so I'm going to open up the Polar extension and go to... Let's see. Uh, well, as it says, filters, light. Yeah, it's just the basic, um, basically the same editing, um, editing features as a regular photo. But I mean, you can take a raw file into Polar and work on it there, just like you can a JPEG or a Heath. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I think Pol- to play Polar is a fantastic raw editor. I've been having really good results with it. You know, 
And that's like, yeah. like what I was kind of describing like last week on, on the, the show last week where, you know, you, you could shoot in raw and you look at the photos in your camera roll. They don't look any different than, you know, any other, uh, any other picture in, in, you know, a different format, yeah. like JPEG or Heath or whatever, because you're looking at that like embedded JPEG. You're not looking at the actual raw file in your camera roll. So it's like, yeah, that's right. It's kind of like a shock when you, when you load it into polar and it, it just looks totally different. You know, it's, it's got like a lot less, um, detail in the, in the highlights and shadows. I mean, it kind of depends on your exposure too, but it, you know, shadows are darker, highlights are brighter. You know, there's not as much saturation, um, just all these things, you know, that where it looks good. Now it looks completely different. And, you know, a lot of times I like the way the JPEG kind of looked. So I'm trying to you know, improve on that, get it back to that point and then improve on it. And, you know, I just like in polar, you could see that, you know, that big difference in the way it captured stuff versus what a JPEG would look like. And then when you start tweaking those sliders and you see the image come back to life, it's like so gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's raw is, um, it's such a powerful, powerful thing you know it's again it's it's like a negative you know it's a digital negative so like back in the day they used to um used to have so much control over how the photo turned out and if they didn't like it like ansel adams he would do a number of different edits on on a photo to get what he finally liked and that's the nice thing about raw files and and on the iphone now is you can change it you can revert back to its original state you can start over use different apps each time you know, it, it's uh the possibilities are endless yeah yeah it, it is um yeah it, i mean it is kind of like being in a dark room because it's like if you you know you're in the dark room and you make a print and you know if you dodge or burn too much or something like that when you're making a print well, then you just make another print. You still have your negative and that's yeah. not changing. You know, yeah. and that's the, the kind of the same thing with, uh, you know, using the photo app and the extensions, you can revert back mm -hmm. to the original and start again. Yep. Very cool stuff. Yeah. So for my last, um, absolutely favorite app, I will also choose an editing app and that's Lumabee. Um, oh, yeah. I love it because it really suits my editing style. It's, uh, it, it's simple. It's, it's fast. I, in general, like sometimes I will, you know, I'll, I'll go into Polar or Enlight and I'll, you know, maybe do a couple of different things and, and maybe use layers and things like that on an image. But for me, for the most part, I, I'm a, a quick and easy edit just to um, just to kind of enhance what I've got for an image to make it look a little more artistic, you know, like maybe add a little vignette to it, maybe boost the saturation a little bit, that type of thing. That's that's my editing style. And with Lumabee, you get 
you know, you can crop, you could, you can, um, um, adjust the exposure on a raw file. Uh, you know, you can do the contrast saturation. You can work with the, um, the lights, the highlights, the darks and the blacks and things like that. You can, there's, there's some functionality there, but the way it's designed, it's to get you through that process quickly. So if I took a picture that I really like and I want to put it on Instagram, I could run it through LumaBee in less than a minute, probably less than 30 seconds to get, to get it just the way I want. And then it's ready to go. And you can, you can save it out as a new file. So um, one thing that the guys at LumaBee have done is um, when you save as new, yes, it gives you another photo, another, another um, picture in your camera roll, but it's, it, if you if you save it out and then automatically just go right to Instagram, after that it's the first thing that pops up when you want, want to add a photo. Nice. So it's it's right there. Um, so it, it it makes that even quick. You don't have to worry about picking it. It's right there. It's the next picture in. Yeah. That, and and then you just carry on. Yeah, I. That's one of the things that um, frustrates living daylights out of me is when I, if I edit like a photo that's like way down in my camera roll somewhere. And, and yeah. <laughs> save it and it puts it right next to that photo. So then when I go into Instagram, yeah, oh, I yeah. scroll and scroll and scroll through my camera roll to find that picture. I just wish it would be. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I actually think if you, isn't there like a recent, like a, like a little album, whatever called recents where, you know, your most recent edit or whatever is just the first photo, but it's not necessarily the first photo if you tap on camera roll. Um, the recents, I'm not sure if that it makes it for recent for editing or just recents for photos taken. Uh, yeah, recently added is what it's called. Recently added. So I don't know. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any freshly uh, edited pictures, so I can't really test this out right now. I could be totally wrong, which happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling too. <clears throat> well, good deal, man. Yeah, LumaBee is a pretty solid app. So yeah, yeah, I really like it. Very good. Well, this was definitely a fun conversation and I'm going to be super excited to hear where Dave wants to take it next week. Yeah. Cause yeah, I went back and looked at his message and he did say apps that we rely on. And uh, so I, th I think that'll be a, a fun conversation and a little bit different than us just talking about our favorite, um, you know, photo apps, which we've done several times on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, he's, right. he's, he's always got these good ideas. Yeah, well, someone has to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you say we move into post pick of the week? All righty. All right, so this week we are picking a winner from our weekly photo challenge. Um, so that's been going on for the last two weeks, and the topic was miniature. And um, 
I don't really understand what we were supposed to do for this challenge. I think Joe had something in his head and, and I, I don't know. So I think it had something to do with using that like scale model stuff and making it look as if it was life size. I think that was the challenge. I'm not sure if we communicated that very well. Um, but in any case, Dave, it is your turn to pick, mostly because I said so. So I will let you take it away. Or not Dave. No. You're not Dave. You're yeah, I was gonna say Dave. I was going to say Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I do. That's okay. I knew what you meant. Um, okay, so yeah, the, the miniatures. Um, I, I think, you know, I think I might have been a bit of a reason for the confusion um, because I said that when I took a photo with Halide using depth mode of a, of a scene, of a river scene with trees and stuff, when you look at the depth mode image of a big scene like that, it looks like a miniature. It looks like it, looks like it was done with a tilt-shift lens, sort of. So I think if anybody's going to be confused about all that, it would be my fault. So I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut next time. <laughs> but anyway... I digress. Um, so this week I picked one that was put in the uh, Facebook group relatively early in the challenge because it's just really, really cool. And it is actually a, uh, it's a miniature. What it is, it's a, a, a miniature um, Toyota. And I'm going to say it's like the old FJ40 yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like a, like a um, yeah. I think that's what they called it. It's kind of like a like a Jeep style vehicle, and he's positioned it in what looks like to be a like a little puddle, where the back end is buried. You can just see the top of the back wheels, and the front wheels are sticking up, and and you know there's grass around. You can see there looks like a house or something in the background, and the sun is behind the scene, so it's kind of looking in the sun. But he's got some really cool looking lens flare. Um, I'm not sure just how he captured this. So I'd be interested to find out, but um, it's a, it's a like a light yellow colored vehicle with a, um, with the white roof. I used to have an FJ cruiser and I loved it. Uh, so, and, and it was designed after this thing. So, but I didn't bury the back end in the mud or the water like this thing is, but, um, but uh, uh, yeah. And, and it looks like he's got it cropped to maybe a 16 by nine format and a nice shallow depth of field. So I'd almost think that he put some kind of a add-on lens, like maybe a macro lens on his on his uh, phone. It's just hard to say, but um, I guess I should say who took the picture too. It's Daniel Gross, uh, and uh, it's just a, a really good shot of a miniature. So, yeah, it's... Um Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. It's almost convincing. Um, I guess what really kind of gives it away is you can tell the tires are plastic, and and yeah, you know, the, the, or maybe they're just wet. Uh, maybe, but you could you could kind of you could kind of <laughs> tell you know that it's that it's plastic. But he did yeah. a really great job with like the depth of field. That's like what really makes it look, you know, like like kind of like a life size thing, you know, is that the depth of field yeah. is really shallow. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, the Jeep's kind of like in this like gravel type stuff and, um, it's at like a, a cool angle, you know, it almost looks like it's got like some action, like it's driving towards you or something. And, and yeah, that sun flare is really yeah. awesome too. I really like the sun flare. I don't know if that's what, like a real sun flare or if it's added with an app, but whatever, it's really cool. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he did a really good job with this one. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, um, it is time for us to uh, announce a new challenge. And Greg, we were talking about it a little earlier, and you had a good idea, and I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, thought, I remember it was clouds. Yes. I just thought, you know, something that, that's a very general topic and um, it might be a little bit of a tough one for me because we've had nothing but pretty much constant blue skies all the time. But uh, I think clouds is, is very interesting because you can um, you can make it part of your landscape photo. You can just point up and shoot the clouds themselves or, uh, you know, any way at all you want to get clouds in the picture. That'd be I think it's a pretty cool one. Yeah, clouds sounds good to me. I, I saw some uh, kind of cool clouds this evening, actually, before we started the show. The sunset had kind of lit these clouds up like this really very pink light, like to the, the point where it was kind of reflecting onto the ground, and it just looked like pink outside. It was really crazy. Yeah. You know, if I could just offer a tip for everyone who wants to shoot clouds at, a, at sunset – don't be afraid to, to pull the trigger and just keep shooting as the sun's going down because the, the scene can change so quickly in a very, very short period of time. So, you know, just, you know, I, 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 I'll put one in the, um, in, in a, in a comment for this challenge when, once I get it posted to Facebook in the group there. And when I took the shot, it's the sun's, behind the clouds it's not quite near the horizon but it's behind the clouds and these beautiful rays are coming out through the clouds and i tell you it only lasted a few seconds and it was gone so i was very lucky to get that picture it 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 um uh, i you know i just took maybe three or four pictures and got one really good one before the whole thing was just gone wow crazy so don't be afraid to just take those pictures uh, hit that shutter button and um you know, even if you don't think it's just perfect, take it anyway, because it might might be even less perfect a few seconds later. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, the especially at sunset, the light changes a lot faster than you think. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, you know, uh, at least here in, in this area, this is a great time of year, you know, for, for clouds, because you, you got this warm, humid weather, which, you know, tends to generate storms on a fairly regular basis so you got the storm clouds which can be really interesting and there was some of those today here i'll tell you they were really cool i just wasn't in a good place to try to get pictures of them but pretty interesting clouds for sure yeah yeah all right well i think that is everything that we are going to talk about this week do you have anything else you wanted to mention? 
Uh, just, just that, you know, these challenges, they go for two weeks on the, on the Facebook group. So, uh, every other week we go to the well on uh, Instagram. So, uh, don't forget to hashtag your photos with uh, tiny shutter. And next week when we pick post pick of the week, it'll be from the Instagram well and, and, and then it's open season on whatever you want, want to put in there. So just don't forget to hashtag it with tiny shutter. That's about it. All right. All right. Well, we came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, that was a good show. Uh, where can people find you when they're not listening to you on this podcast? They can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, and on the uh, Artful Eye Photography community just with my name, Greg McMillan. Cool. And you can find me on, oh, everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, I am Artful Eye Photography Community at M. Hoffman Photo. All right. Well, that is all for this week. So we'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. Barely.